great week so far and I hope that August is being kind to you. I know that summer officially ends in September, but August just always feels like the last month of summer. It never lasts long enough. Like that's my opinion, but what can we do? I hope you guys are making the best out of it and doing what you need to do. You know, for those of you who don't have a large gap in the summer months, like kids, teachers, and certain career fields, I hope that you're taking some time to step away from your work and really enjoy the sun and patio season and all that good stuff because <laughs> it really does not last long at all um this week has been particularly fulfilling for me I think I've spoken about it in previous episodes probably extremely casually and in passing that I'm writing a book um it's gonna be well it is a poetry book and it's called through my brown eyes and this past Monday, I actually finished editing the book, which is huge for me. Um, I've talked about it in the past, but um, I'm the type of person who can nitpick something to death, especially when it's something that I feel is a representation of myself or something that I'm putting out there that will be exposed to the judgment or opinions and criticism, criticisms of others. I get to this place in my head where it's not perfect. I'll keep touching it, touching it, tweaking it, moving it, editing it, and doing way too much where I end up in a place where time has passed and I'm not done. Like I'll and it gets to a place where if I don't stop myself, I'll never be done. And that's stupid and that's a waste of time. But with this book, I actually got to a place where I was at peace. I'm like, this is done. I love it. It's good enough. Nothing is ever perfect. And if we wait on perfection, we'll never get anything done. And I was at, at this place of calm peace. And the book is broken up into four sections. It's about love, about life, about culture, and about self. And it's poems that are relatable to everybody. And when, when I'm done and when it's on sale and when everything's good, I will come back on here and give you guys much more information and maybe even read a few pieces from it. But I was excited this week. I was so happy. Right now I'm just working on the cover page and getting it published and getting my first copy. And then we'll, I'm going to be moving forward from there. Um, I hope you guys took some time last week to work on the words to live by which were you don't need to explain your value for me there were two points that stuck out particularly in this situation and the first one was that you can't blame anybody else for accepting any negative projections that are placed on you so essentially we are the ones who make the decisions over our lives and over what we do so Yes, there will be people who love us and rave about us. And there will also be people who have horrible things to say about us. But ultimately, it's our responsibility to decide to, decide to filter out whatever it is that we don't accept as the truth. And if you are accepting everything everybody says to you as the truth and deciding that that's actually what you are, there's really nobody to blame for that but yourself because you are in control of the narrative of your life. And I understand that there are situations like, let's say now you're 
growing up where you may not have that that strength or that confidence in yourself and negative things are said about you. It could even be from a young age that some people have parents who will just say negative, demeaning, demoralizing things to their children all the time. And as a, like, I would never expect a child to be able to say, well, that's what they think about me. That's not who I am. But there comes a point in everybody's life where you can no longer blame where you are or who you're becoming on your past experiences. And this sounds extremely harsh, but it's the truth. We all go through trauma, difficult times and things like that. But there comes a point where you have to take hold of your life essentially and decide that these things are not the truth. And if I still feel like they are, I need to go through the proper channels to undo whatever damage has been done to me and this could be therapy it could be some self-care and some serious meditation internalization and coming out on the other side like to put it into context you would never as a 60 year old whomever is 60 a 60 year old can't sit there and say the reason why I haven't accomplished anything in my life is because my mom told me when I was 12 that I will amount to nothing and that's still operating in my life. If you allow things to operate in your life that you should kill, <laughs> like that you should kill and let die, there comes a point where you can't blame that person anymore. You know, it becomes a point where you have taken this narrative and ra um, run ran with it. And this leads to my second point that only what you internalize will become fact. So yes, there will be goods and bad spoken about you, but it's only what you take to be the truth that will be the truth and what i find interesting and i learned this more so in high school and university is that whatever people say about you behind your back is a theory that whomever they're saying it to will most likely test so this works in all manners of ways so let's say i know who i am and what i represent and somebody a third party who doesn't like me for whatever reason decides to have a conversation with someone that completely devalues me and puts me in a negative light. That person who they had the conversation with may now have a negative opinion about me, which is expected because when people tell you bad things about other people, we try our best not to be influenced, but those things do leave a sour taste in our mouth sometimes. But that person who has now heard a negative discussion or has heard negative things about me it's now that person's responsibility to now test that theory and this is something that I feel many people do subconsciously but that person will now if they have the opportunity to meet me or interact with me they'll probably with that narrative in mind they will come to me and act in a certain way with expectations that that narrative will be confirmed or denied. And if you yourself have not internalized the negative things people have said about you and you act in a way that you believe is the truth, when you interact with someone who has heard negative things about you, there'll be a discrepancy in what they've heard and who you are. And at the end of the day, who you actually are to them will be more powerful than a rumor about you because the rumors about you and you just acted in a diff completely different way than what they expected. So be careful what you internalize, be careful what you claim as truth over yourself, because ultimately that's 
where all the power lies and all the power lies in your hands. So yes, people will say bad things about you and there'll be people who say amazing things about you. And in the same light, if someone speaks so highly of you to an, a third party and that third party meets you and you have a trash attitude, that person's not going to think you're good. That person's going to think you're trash because you just did not confirm the positive that are being said about you. So at the end of the day, try your best to understand what pedestal you want to put yourself on and operate from that irrespective of what's going on and what anybody has to say about you. And trust me, like I've been through the rumor mill of people talking about me. And when people get to know you, those rumors just die because how can you hold on to something that can't be proved, you know? But yeah, I hope you guys realize your value and operate from a place of the highest level of your value. So for this week, we're going to be talking about gifts. And when I say gifts, what I mean are natural God-given born with gifts, like just the things that come to you so naturally that doesn't take work. And this, this can be at, at the highest level, like those piano prodigy children, or just the ability to talk to people and resonate with them in, in a way that they can understand and they can operate in. So with gifts in general, and this includes presents, gifts are something that are given to you freely and for the most part with no expectation in return. Like when it's your birthday and somebody gives you a gift, it's not because, well, if they're a good person, <laughs> it's not because they expect to get a gift from you in return, but it's because they've decided that this is something they want to give to you to celebrate you or just because they want to. And that's why gifts are not only for birthdays. Sometimes you'll get just because gifts, someone will be out and they'll think about you and they'll do something nice for you. So what I've noticed with natural God-given gifts is that there are some things that take place with these gifts. And um, I thought they would be really good to discuss because a lot of times our gifts, although they're something that are given to us, we hold certain responsibilities based on the gifts that we're bestowed with. And there are certain things that I've noticed, even in myself and those around me, that take place. So I just thought that I'd share a few of them, actually four points with you guys, and maybe you'll be able to help you guys in realizing your gifts and also maximizing on the potential and ability that you have based on these gifts that you were given. So the first one thing that I've noticed with gifts is that sometimes you may not see the value of your gift. And why I think this happens is because for the most part, if you're born with your gift, it's been something that's been with you your whole life. So you no longer see the value in it, or you don't even see that it's special because I found that when we possess something and it's been with us for a long time, we it loses its value. It's just with life. Like, what are the things that we take most for granted? The things that are just there, you know, the things that seem like they don't take a lot of work. And because something has been with us our whole lives and because it's we were born with it, there we fall into the trap of sometimes thinking that that gift is not special. And I found that it's usually not until somebody else shines the light or lets you know that what you're operating in is not normal 
that you actually notice the value of your gift. Like, for example, now, like I have a lot of people in my life um, who are really good at talking. Like, (laughs) as you can see, I'm here talking too, but like people who are just, when you have a conversation with them about a problem or an issue, you just leave feeling better. Like there's no way that you'll enter into that discussion with them about something negative and your outlook won't be flipped on its head. And for someone who's a natural talker, they might not see the value in what they have because like it takes nothing. I talk, I give you advice. This just comes to my head and I regurgitate regurgitate it to you and it's and it's cool and it's easy. But it's not until somebody actually raises a mirror and says, "Hey, do you know that when I talk to you, I always leave feeling better and you're the only person who has that effect over me that you'll actually realize that maybe what you're doing is special. Like some of you are people who when you enter into a room, you're a light. You you enter into a room and the people who you interact with, they their moods elevate, they're happy you laugh, you have a great time. Like that's actually very special. Not everybody has the ability to enter into a space and literally change the whole atmosphere of that space. But if that's what you've been doing all your life, you may not realize its value. So with your gifts or, and the weirdest thing is that some people think they don't have any gifts and that just blows my mind. And the reason why many people believe they don't have gifts is because of this exact reason the thing has been with them for so long and it takes nothing to the point where they think it has no value so think about the things that come easily to you and realize that these things may be your gift (laughs) so the second point which ties into this is that many times our gifts are easy like we think that gifts take a lot of work but what is a gift? A gift is something that is given to you freely. Like you don't work for your gift. If you work for your gift, it's a wage. If you work for your gift, it's, it's a task. Gifts like those given from people to you, like physical gifts and these spiritual gifts, as I will call them are, are given to you naturally. So it can be easy. Like I found that people think that when you have something worthwhile, it has to be something that you struggled for. And that's not the case. You can have something worthwhile that has been given to you. Like when you see those piano prodigy kids who are <laughs> who are playing the piano so amazingly at like six years old, yes, it would take you a long time or never to be able to get to that level of skill. But looking at them, do you now devalue their skill because of the fact that they didn't have to work for it? You can't because at the end of the day, the skill is the skill and and it's great in its own way and it still holds its value even if somebody didn't have to do a thousand hours of practicing to get to what they're at. And what I find with gifts is that yes, your gift may come to you easily, but the work it takes to develop it to its full potential is now what can be difficult. Like for me, for example, with my book that I told you guys about, I've been writing poetry my whole life. Like I was writing music when I was six. I have poetry books from when I was eight years old in grade three that I still have till this day. So it's not something that's difficult for me, but to take all of these poems that I have been amassing over the years and turn them into a body of work that can 
represent a cohesive theme and then be put out there was so difficult. And that's where that's where the difficulty comes. It comes when you're developing your gift into the full potential of what it can be. So the hours you have to put in, the editing you have to put in, the practice you have to put in, the sheer willpower to not be lazy and actually do what is required of you is where the difficulty comes in. But having the raw talent and the gift may be completely easy and that in no way devalues what you have on the inside of you. And the third point is that you can share your gift. Like (laughs) this is one that I'm like literally speaking to myself, but it was given to you freely. Like you have been bestowed with something that not everybody has. And it was given to you with no work. Like, yes, there'll be work in developing it, but the raw talent or even the elevated talent that you were just given because I don't know, (laughs) you were just born with it. Is something that you have and you should share that gift with other people in whatever way you want um, or whatever way you can because it's literally of no loss to you. It's something that you have and you lose nothing from it. It's given to you freely. It's just like if someone gives me a gift now, if they didn't give me that gift, I wouldn't be at a loss because I didn't work for it and it's not something I was expecting. So now that they have given me that gift, I can now share that gift with somebody else because you're literally sharing from your overflow and your abundance. And yes, you can share from what you've worked hard for, but we're talking about gifts right now. So share your gifts. Like your gift is is something that takes very little loss to give to somebody else. Just as I said, you already have it. It's not something you expected. It's something that you've been given that you didn't necessarily need to toil for and other people would really, really appreciate it if you passed it forward. So people now, for example, who have the gift of speaking and you volunteer to mentor young kids, you volunteer to talk with the elderly. Like these are things that some people who have social anxiety would have a very difficult time doing, but it's something that you meet a stranger on the street and you, you start 40 minute conversations with them. So what would it take for you to use that gift towards helping the greater good of whatever situation that speaks to you or whatever opportunities that arise for you? The last and final thing I've noticed is that people sometimes believe that they cannot capitalize on their gifts. And my opinion on that is capitalize on your gifts. (laughs) So with gifts and everything I've been saying of not understanding the value, feeling like it's too easy to be of worth, we need to understand that our gifts fill a void for somebody else. Yes, it's something that comes so easy to us that we don't realize that it's special, but there are people and people all over the world and not even all over the world to go too far. Let's take it in. There are people in your circle of influence in your life that your gift can fill a major void for them. And understanding your gift and the power that you possess in having it will allow you to better see the ways that your gift could could potentially fill a void in somebody's life. And on top of that, that's 
that's more so utilizing your gift and not necessarily capitalizing depending on how you look at it but in another sense that more so ties into capitalizing on your gifts and by capitalizing I mean making money off of it and also reaching the full potential of wherever it can take you in life the second part is that your gift is a task to somebody else so as I said it's free your gift is free so it often comes easy to you so for me now for example cooking is I guess one of my gifts I I don't know if I would consider it a gift but it's something that comes ridiculously easy to me I can cook anything like go take me to a restaurant let me taste something I'll recreate it at home for cheaper and better ingredients and everything it's just something I truly enjoy doing if I'm bored I'll bake if I'm if I have nothing to do I'll cook if somebody buys me groceries or if somebody buys the groceries I'll literally go to their house and cook for them like that's how it is and for me cooking had just become one of those things where I don't even think about it like I could cook every single day but because I'm like that I don't I may not realize that for some people cooking is a a dread like they cannot stand it it's stressful so now if I realize my talent and my gift and I realize that it's a task to somebody else I can fill that void in their life and capitalize off of my gift i.e. opening a restaurant having a baking company doing meal prep, weekly meal prep for people. I don't really do all of these. I have a baking company, but outside of that, I don't meal prep for people or do any of that. But those are avenues that I could use because sometimes the things that we possess are of so much value to somebody else who needs it in their life, but for whatever reason because of an inability an inability to produce it, a lack of time, a, a lack of interest, they are not able to to have that thing and that thing is of so much value that you can capitalize on it and that's only when you realize that this thing inside of you is not just here for you to casually use it but if you hone in and understand it it can it can change your life and it can bring you to a completely different level in your life and the last point along the capitalization line is that there's no reason why you can't benefit the world and yourself from your gifts. Like I feel like sometimes people think because this thing was given to me freely that I only have to um give it freely. And that's amazing and that's upright and that's great. Like I would never ever discourage anybody from giving freely. Like I'm a big believer in charity, volunteering and all of that, but volunteering and making money are not mutually exclusive. Like there are causes that I'll believe in that I may donate something to and at the same time that same thing that I donated for free I could also use to make a living in other in other aspects in other spheres so understand that you can be of a benefit to the world and still make money and still utilize your gift to the highest potential like this is something that has been given to you yes but there are many things that are given to us that we squander and i don't want you guys to feel that your gift is something that should just go by the wayside like when it gets to the end of this year i'll probably do a podcast on an episode on everything that i've done this year and literally this year i uh, just for a little bit 
in February, I quit my corporate job with no expectations of what I was going to do or with no backup plan and just decided that I was going to pursue my gifts and my talents because they were literally drowning me on the inside because there was so much of it that I felt like I was wasting and I needed to just, you know, I needed to try it and see what it was. And I can report back positive positively that it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. But by the end of the year, I'll have more to say on the topic and I'll give you guys a full episode of all what happened to me in this lovely year of 2019. So I hope that really helps you guys. I hope you guys take some time to sit, meditate and understand what your gifts are because anybody who says they don't have a gift is devaluing God and devaluing their own ability for greatness and not seeing themselves in the light that maybe the world sees them in. And it might even be for you to just ask a friend, like, what am I good at? Like, what do you think is my gift? Because sometimes people see these things because it's new to them. Something that you've had your whole life, you might not see the value in it, but somebody else who you've entered into their life and brought that thing along will see that value in a way, 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 in a way where you may have not been able to see it in the past. (laughs) So yeah, there's that. I hope it really helps you guys. And now I'm just going to go right into the words to live by for this week and wrap up this episode. So the words to live by for this week are do what you're supposed to do regardless. For some reason, I feel like I've discussed this before, but like it's hitting me (laughs) differently. So we're going to talk about it again if I have. And if I haven't, we're going to talk about it now. So what I mean to that, um, what I mean by that is that hold that we all need to hold ourselves to a standard and and execute at that standard at all times. And this is difficult. Yes, I know it's easier said than done, but at the same time, it's also kind of simple because if you make a list of what you need to do. I think that's where I talked about it one time when I talked about do your best, but like doing your best is also different from doing what you're supposed to do because doing what you're supposed to do is realizing that some things will, will be uncomfortable. Some things will be a pain in the butt. Some things, sometimes you'll be too tired, but you need to get up and do what you're supposed to do regardless of how you feel. And I think the regardless part is where it actually becomes tricky or becomes or that's the actual word that changes the game because doing what you're supposed to do is one thing regardless is another so that means doing what you're supposed to what you're supposed to do when you're sick doing what you're supposed to do when you're tired doing what you're supposed to do when your day is so busy that you feel like you won't have a moment for it and doing what you're supposed to do when you just literally don't feel like doing anything at all. So this becomes an internal push of you deciding that I'm going to accomplish and and hit the goals that I have for myself, irrespective of whatever I'm feeling. And I feel that we all owe it to ourselves to see what happens when we live in the fullness of our potential. And that's when we push past regardless. Like yesterday... I was out (laughs) at a bridal party meet and greet till midnight or past midnight. And I literally came home and wrote out my podcast talking notes till about three in the morning because I need to do what I need to do regardless. And 
what I want for you guys to do this week, if you have a chance, is just push yourself. Like, it seems difficult, but when you get into the rhythm of constantly being that person that holds yourself accountable, what you'll be able to accomplish and what you'll become will literally blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Like, I've been trying so hard lately to accomplish everything on my to-do list. Even if it's midnight and I haven't accomplished things, I'm literally staying up late to get those things done and the the way I feel when I do it and the the level at which I can operate when I'm doing everything in my power regardless of how I feel is something that's been blowing my mind so I want you guys to join in on the fun (laughs) and see what happens and how much change you make in your life when you operate in the fullness of your potential So that's the end of the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Send me an email if you want to talk or ask me any questions. Even if there are questions that you don't want me to discuss on the episode, if it's just something that you want to ask me about or get my opinion on, I'm more than happy to share my gift with you guys. And have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.